Welcome to the 33rd episode of the Hands-On Podcast. On tonight's episode, we talk about UFC Fight Night Nashville, a recent turkey hunt I was on in Iowa, and how to scavenge for morels. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, welcome to the Hands-On Podcast. Uh, we're back after a little bit of a layoff, um, and if you're listening to this on iTunes or any of the other podcasting things, uh, you probably just saw that we posted the previous episode because I've been really bad and lazy about getting the intro and stuff like that in, uh, done, so <laughs> so you're going to get a double dose. Um, this is the 33rd episode, uh, so that's, that's pretty exciting because it's two threes and... Who doesn't like threes? Very memorable. Yeah. <laughs> we got a special one planned. We in do. In honor of 33. Yeah, we do have a special <laughs> one planned. <laughs> um, we missed out on going over... Um, why do you always do this? I know. We I, gotta just, <laughs> I just muted it. Okay. You muted it? Should I mute the TV? No. No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll mute the TV. Um. So we had some fights from a couple of weeks ago that we we made some bad picks on. Um, mostly Pat. I mean, Pat made some really bad. I always, bad I can't picks. even defend it. I consistently call fights wrong, and this yeah. is no exception. Um, Mighty Mouse uh, against Wilson Hayes. Um, I think we all picked Mighty Mouse. Yeah, we did pick Mighty Mouse. And I didn't he's, think he'd be that dominant. Yeah. I did not think for a second he'd be that dominant. He's so good. Oh, he is. He's so aggressive, and I mean, he might be. I got to give him so much credit because he was beating Hayes from the top and could have just tried to finish it there, and he had the balls to roll off for an armbar. That is fucking beautiful. He's a jiu-jitsu world champion. I'm going to set him out. Exactly. That's like, and what a great move. It was risky. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, Thug Rose. I called that one wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, had a beautiful performance against Waterson. She looked yeah. sharp, man. Yeah, that was another good one. Um, another great performance. Another uh, bad pick. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I did I pick Rose? No, no. You picked Toddy. I thought I picked Rose. Rose has come a long way. I thought I picked right? Rose. Right, like her game has been jumping by leaps and bounds. Lately. She's got a. V- I I think she's got the best ground game in that division. Um. Between wrestling, ground and pound, and and jiu-jitsu, um, I think she's got the highest level of like an uh, MMA groundwork um, in that strawweight division. Um, uh, Jacare Whitaker. I'm pretty sure everybody <laughs> in the world called that wrong, so that doesn't even fall on me. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Uh, Whitaker just keeps. Surprising, He's it's not. It shouldn't kid. be a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise, and I apologize for that. Um, but uh, yeah, he 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 performed really well, you know. And 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 Jacare signed the signed his new contract like the night before Wands or something like that, posting up a picture looking all he sucked out. Yeah. Um. Now, do you think that that Whitaker was? 
that dominant, or do you think that Souza maybe had something going on? Bad weight cut, it, wasn't feeling well. It doesn't matter. It, I mean, it does to me. It it it, but it doesn't. That's the thing. Is it? It I'm really doesn't. I'm glad you're belly shirting hard. Yeah, We're only no. five minutes in, Jim. Uh, it's this couch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't. You never know. You know what guys have gone through, what they're, what they're feeling and stuff. I mean, unless you get the people who come out and say something. But, yeah, you, that's... You know, I mean, you were dealing with the stomach bug for Bocek. Yeah. Nobody ever knew that. Yeah. Nobody ever knew that, oh, holy shit, you've been crapping your brains out and puking for three days. I puked on my jiu-jitsu coach after the fight. You know, I mean, <laughs> that, yeah, I mean... But it's it's but that's the thing is it it doesn't matter right. that's that's what the game is you know we're we're thoroughbreds you you get these well, I wouldn't go that far well Whitaker might be yeah after that that yeah. last performance you know you you have to perform on that night you know and there are there are great horses that don't win the triple crown <laughs> because on one of those races they just don't perform. Now, granted, the races are completely different, and I'm, we're not getting into it, but, um, but yeah, you don't you don't know, and it, you know, you gotta you gotta tip your hat to to Whitaker for going oh, out. Yeah, no, he he did he what he had to do. Yeah. Absolutely, he was keeping it standing. I yeah. mean, he stuffed some takedowns. Yeah. I mean, he he got into one scramble, and you know, he got up to his feet. Where you know, I mean, he fought very smart. Right. He didn't get I mean, excited know. and jump in and. Mm-hmm. No, it was a great fight. It's um, a it's a tough spot for fighters, right? Because like, like if Souza comes out and he says, "Oh, I had pneumonia, I had a stomach bug," then he kind of looks. I don't know. As the fans, you're like, "Oh, it's excuses. You lost." Right. But if he did legitimately have that issue, maybe he beats Whitaker nine times out of ten. Right. It, it's just a night. Right. It's, it's just a night, and that's that's that the thi- like, that's one of the things that's kind of uh, irking me about this this. Uh, Ultimate Fighter that's going on right now with Cody talking his trash about, oh, well, remember that time I knocked you out in practice to TJ? And it's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's practice. If you train, I mean, if you're in the gym training, let's say 270 days a year just to make it an easy number, all right? You're averaging three fights a year. So, like, that's that's 190th of of the time that you're training and the, the days that you've been in the gym that you're actually competing. So you've got, like, this small, tiny little percentage of your MMA life that you're actually stepping into the octagon. Your best days and your worst days, and your, your worst days by far are going to be in the gym. That's just the way that it goes. Yeah, you're gonna you might have some pretty shitty days. You might have some really great days when it counts. But the extremes are always going to be in the gym. Yeah. You could make a really good argument too that like the the well rounded fighter, the true champion, is able to put it together on that night. And I, I think there's some great guys who just haven't had it together upstairs to to get it done inside, mm-hmm. so that's I, that's almost more of a feather in uh, in the cap. That, like you said, the gym yeah. doesn't matter. It's, no, it's how you I mean, perform you that night. Fight being being somebody that fights up is not something you need to knock on. Uh, it's it is a 
that's a good trait to have. Like, obviously, yeah, you want to perform well in the room so that you stay safe and you stay healthy and improve. But fighting up is a good thing. Um, you know, I, I've, I've trained with world champs, you know, multiple time jiu-jitsu world champs, guys that were quite a bit bigger than me. Uh, and like, okay, well, I've, I've gotten the best of them, you know, training in the gym at, at practice one day. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> let's, let's, let's show up at, at freaking Mundials or something like that. Or, or, uh, Abu Dhabi, uh, you know, the, you're competing, you're competing then there where it's like, you know, competing in the absolute division. It doesn't. It's it's it doesn't line up, you know. It's it's definitely different, a different thing to be in the room training and then, okay, well, you've sparred with this guy for a couple hours, and on that hundredth hour, you land a shot and you knock him out. Well, you only get fifteen or twenty-five minutes in your fight, you know. So it's like, it's it's different. It's definitely different. Um, but moving on. Moving on because that 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 bugs me. The the one other thing, <laughs> and uh, and this was my take on it, and I want to get your feeling on it. But so for him saying, "Oh, I knocked you out in the practice room," that kind of means you're like a shitty training partner, right? Like there's days you it, go hard. It can. You shouldn't be yeah, knocking out your can. training parts, right? It, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. It happens. It's going to happen. Um, it, it's going to happen going light sometime. It it's about hitting somebody and being grounded, basically, and. You can pull a punch and still knock somebody out if if their hands are down, their chin is up. Um, but yes, it it shouldn't happen. Um, fortunately, I've had the opportunity throughout my career to be training with a, a good group of guys, um, where you know we pushed hard, but we never tried to hurt each other. There are definitely gyms where they treat those sparring sessions like a fight. And there's something to be said for it. There's there's that that little bit of a positive, like, hey, this is what it's going to be like. This is the intensity, because there is a, that little bit of like, you know, makes your makes your butt pucker when somebody's actually taking cuts at you, uh, and dealing with that. But you can you can do those things. You can push yourself in safer ways than going live. Um, so, now we're moving on. Did I answer your question? You did. It is, is that it? Okay, yeah. I like the way you answered Thank it. Thank you. You nailed it. I got like a dozen years doing this stuff. So. Bam. <laughs> um, that now we're going to move on to uh, the fight night in Nashville. Um, Swanson Labov. Uh, pretty much. Ar- Artem is tough. But the fight pretty much went the way that everybody expected. Am I right? Yeah. Right? Uh, I would have <laughs> always gone for a Cub, so I like to say that I would have guessed this one right, but I think had we podcasted last Friday, it would have meant that Cub lost. So yeah. I'm glad we didn't. We didn't That's call true. it because I like watching him. Yeah. He's not. He has not ever been in a boring fight. It's another guy. No. That if he's on the card, that's going to be a good fight. 
No, he's definitely he's aggressive and talent, you know, technical. Um and sticks to that that technical aspect of it while being aggressive, which is uh it's fun to watch. Um there are guys that are technical and you know, talented, but then they they get pulled into that trying to fight uh trying to fight great crazy and and catch people's eyes and they they kind of throw technique out the door and he doesn't do that so um he's been on a pretty good streak they have him ranked at number four um you know his last loss was to holloway i could see him uh him approaching the top very soon 45s is is looking interesting right now um you know you you got the the title fight coming up uh with holloway and aldo um cubs on a tear uh, oh crap! Drawing a blank now. Um, whatever. <laughs> Those other gentlemen. Yeah, there are a lot of other tough guys. Is Frankie three? Yeah, Frankie. Frankie's fighting. Uh, I can't remember that kid's name. The the kid from Mexico. Um, which is a you know it's a tough fight. That kid's dangerous. Um. But uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of. A lot going on down there, so hmm. especially you know, you'd like you'd like to see Connor defend one of his titles, but I don't think he's making forty fives ever again. Connor's got his eyes on big money. Yeah, yeah, can't blame him for that. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. Sure, you can. No, nope. you can't. I don't think so. Not in this case. I think no, Connor can. has backed it up with being successful, and he has run his mouth like he should, yeah. and it's going to pay off big. Connor is a smart businessman. Yeah. So Cub is number four. Ricardo Lamas is three. Mm-hmm. Frankie's two, and then Max is the number one contender. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevens just lost on that card, right? No, that was the previous one. Jeremy no, um, Sanchez. No, uh, yeah, that was the previous one. We didn't talk about it. Jeremy Stevens just lost. He was ranked what six, um, to like number eight or something like that. Uh, but uh, Iaquinta had a great performance against Sanchez in Nashville. Um, See, Iaquinta is an example of somebody not doing the trash <laughs> talking correctly. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't. I don't think he has a leg to stand on. Yeah, you had a good knockout. You signed the contract. You said I will fight at this amount of money. So I get it that you you think you should have gotten this bonus. You think should be paid more. Then don't sign the contract. But he still what? Uh, apparently, he still wasn't eligible because he trashed a one hotel room. I think that it was a three fight thing that he wasn't allowed to make uh, a bonus. Oh, see, I didn't know about this. Yeah, one. and I think this is only like his second fight or something like that. Because <coughs> he trashed a hotel room. Because he trashed a hotel room because he didn't get a bonus. Um, ah. You know, I I understand where his heart's at. I understand where his head's at. Um, you know, he doesn't like what's going on. He doesn't like the his treatment and the treatment of other fighters. And um, I just don't agree with the way that he's going about doing it. Uh, I think it, it, I th- the whole like 
you know, go on a layoff. Oh, I don't want to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's not building. That's not building your 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 pull. He needs to create pull with the fans by being active and fight and going out and having performances like that. And then that also puts him close to the end of his contract. So if he wanted to fight out and go someplace else, then he has the opportunity. Um, by you know, oh, he's got fans all over him now. I fans are loving him. Yeah, but he's still. It's still going to be really, uh, really tough to get the UFC to come back with a different contract. Well, I mean, he's probably going to have to fight it out. Exactly. So be active. Fight. Well, I think he will now. You know? I think he'll go back and fight, but he's just, you know, I mean, he's voicing his opinion. I mean, he told his boss to go fuck himself because what he said about you. Because you didn't say, hey, Dana, go fuck yourself. <laughs> my fight was fucking good. I busted my ass for you. Wow. So your plane ride home is better? Enjoy your pl- plane ride and have a fucking margarita, dick face. I mean, <laughs> yo. <laughs> I mean, saying shit like that, you you can't do that. You never hear commissioner of the NBA or freaking NFL saying that about somebody. I I agree with you, but I I still I think those are two separate issues, right? Mm-hmm. I think Dana's comments were stupid, and he was probably having a tough night. But I think Al complaining. Well, after Al Al complaining about yes, he signed the contract. You you went and put, you know, I mean, so you got to fight it out. He's on a tear. I mean, yeah. the, the kid's super talented. He's beat some real big names. Um, I don't know how many fights he's got left. If it's probably probably two, right? Two. So he's got now, two. It all depends on what, because he's coming off of the Ultimate Fighter. So um, they typically put those guys in longer contracts or more fights. Right. They might be a six fight. Um, I think usually more than that. Um, so it is. It's tough, but. Um, I just I just don't think that the way you know that he's doing it is is really going to do anything. I just don't think that's going to do anything. Well, I don't know. I hope it does. <laughs> well, I mean, and I appreciate that he's got my back. Well, that's it. He's got your this back, bump. and the way you're doing it ain't paying off. Being a company not man, yet. not saying anything. Treating them with respect. What the hell does that get you? Like your optimism. (laughs) What the hell does that get you? (laughs) Didn't get you an exclusive Reebok deal. Didn't get you freaking, I mean, Mm -hmm. okay, you get a pretty boy that comes in that makes almost as much as you make, and he'll never be a fucking fighter. Never. But God damn, is he good looking. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but oh, he's handsome. Have you ever seen what he can do with pineapple? So, you know, I mean, that's the thing. (laughs) So maybe he might get there by going the opposite route of you. The only thing I would say for – so the only thing the UFC could do to Al, right, would be to give him tough fights. Yes. So they could well, be like, fuck you, Al, let's see if you perform. So mm-hmm. they give him a tough fight, and uh, and he performs. Well, that's and it. Then and he a tough performs, spot. and yeah. he knocks a guy out, and then he can go, hey, fuck you, Dana. Yeah, can, he fuck can you. Go fly it. the fuck exactly. home. Exactly. But, <laughs> but, by, but by fighting. Well, by fighting. Absolutely. By fighting. He should be. He should. Uh, he didn't take much damage. He should no. be demanding yeah. to be on the next well, card. Yeah. He should. The Long Island card definitely ought to be on the Long Island card. Put me on the card. I like watching him. I wherever yeah. he lands, I think he'll bring a fan base with him. And the 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 shot that he hit Diego with 
where he trapped the hand. That was, I I love that. That was awesome. Um, he's out of Saralongo's yeah, camp. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll see. St we'll we'll stay tuned to that one. Uh, OSP. Uh, it looked like he was having a tough time with the Lima, um, and then he pulled off the uh, the old Von Flu choke. Which was, it was weird because Dilema uh, De didn't have the gills. He wrapped, he decided to wrap the head from bottom side. Uh, and then he, they had to pay the price for it. Shoulder pressure, it's a bitch. Yeah. A, a lot of people don't respect that at all, but no, they, when it gets they there, should. you have to. Well, I mean. people should. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it was Delima Will. Yeah, I guess it was a while ago uh, that Vonflu hit. It's, it's been a long time, um, but uh, I know that I know that most of us, most fighters, most people that have been around for a little bit, were, you know, know that you're not supposed to wrap the head from bottom cross. Um, but like you said, he learned his lesson. Um, good for St. Prue too. Like yeah. that's one of those when you're, when at least when I've tried to apply it, I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Hey, buddy, how you feeling? Like that's his second one. Yeah. yeah. So good for him for for training to that point that he knew where he was at mm -hmm. and just keeping the pressure on. It's not easy to to put on. It's not to line it up. You have to get the kind of the feel of it. But like when it comes down to the energy output, it's probably one of the easiest submissions you could do. Because all it is is just like turning your shoulder in and leaning on the guy, and your shoulder driving into the side of their neck puts them out. Uh, it's one of those like stupid easy kind of things, but you got to be good with it. Got to be dangerous with it, and he is. Um, Dodson was just too fast for for Wineland. Yeah, you know, was just able to to outscore him a bit and. Stay moving and in and out, but it was a pretty high high paced fight. Yeah, I mean they were moving. Where do you see Dodson going? <laughs> you know he's uh, he's looked really good. He looks like he's very tough to deal with. His speed is on a different level. Um, that being said, though he he lost to Demetrius. He lost to. Lineker. Mm -hmm. Well, Demetrius twice, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let's, let's expand. See, that's full history. Yeah. yeah, so I don't – I'm. he's kind of in a tough spot, right? Do well, he's uh, at 35 now. 35. Um, uh, okay. So I don't know whether he's big enough for 35s when he gets some of the bigger guys. Well, I mean, he's ranked. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of fighting – getting guys to fight his fight. Um Yeah, he's he's seven going into that one. Um, yeah, he's just gotta he's just gotta keep keep doing that, and keep keep being hard to control and and hard to keep up with. Um, he's got to be a nightmare. If you if you're fighting him, you know that you're in for just like a a whirlwind, high paced. Mm -hmm. That's a tough fight to to get your cardio up and to train for. I feel yeah. Like. I think it's a. There's definitely got to be a stat. Like when he really pressed. Wineland, you know, he just throws those those combinations. And he, even for being such a short guy, he covers ground so well throwing his strikes. 
that he gets guys moving just like straight backwards, and that's where he catches them a lot. Um, and he didn't really open up that much because Wyland is is dangerous himself. Got really really good power for a thirty five pounder. So, um, not that they don't hit hard, but you know what I mean, right? I got you. Yeah, you got me. You know, what I love about guys like like a John Dotson is he's not he's not a big guy at, at five three. And like if if you didn't know what you were talking about, you weren't into fights, you could sit next to John at a bar and feel very comfortable running your mouth and that guy would just fuck you up. <laughs> he would hit you eight times before you, you knew that he was angry. Mm-hmm. God, I would I would if John, if you're gonna go to a bar and get in a fight, call me because I would just love to sit to there watch and it. just watch <laughs> just watch the, the beautiful the realization come across like a two hundred and twenty five pound man's yeah. face that he is in way over his head. <laughs> Oops. Um, Lozon, uh, Stevie Ray. I I that thought should have been a draw. I the scoring was weird. Very weird. Um, super weird. Cause wasn't there a wasn't there a twenty eight twenty seven or something like that? Um, yeah. I, mean, it, I don't know. It was a it was a tough fight. I think that Joe got. I th- Joe should have had a ten eight in the first. Definitely. Um, and honestly, I don't know how else it was scored. Well, you could have possibly. Right, so 10. Yeah. I mean. 10, 8. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, unless they gave him a 10-8 round in the third. Yeah, but still, like, the, the fact that the, the, all three judges were – Completely different, yeah. Completely different from each other. Um, it was a, uh, but it was a hell of a fight. You know, they they definitely put it out there. I think Joe kind of blew his wide a little bit. Um, you know, and and Ray's definitely tough, man. He 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 bounced right back and kept fighting hard um, after having a tough first round. Uh, you know, so hats off to him for that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how it was scored, the way it was scored. Um, how hard is it when you you have a round like that where you just you – just, I mean, he got his ass kicked in round one. Yeah. There's no other way to say it. To bounce back, you know, mentally and even physically because cause there's one part to being winded and having mm-hmm. exerted yourself. There's another part to having taken damage, yeah. right? It, the physical part – is the one that that usually matters. If you get to this point and you're fighting at the highest level, um, you should be able to deal with like the mental aspect of it and just like, all right, well, the fight's still going, so I'm still going to fight. Um, but not being able to fight or not being able to do certain things, that's when it kind of, that's when it sucks. Well, I can't, you know, I can't really throw my my left hand because it's broken or something like that. Um, those are the tougher ones to deal with. Uh, because every everybody in the UFC and, and, and Bellator and, you know, anybody that makes it to a decent level in, in the regionals should be capable of dealing with, uh, getting tuned up for a round and being able to come back from it. If you're not, 
it's it's a miracle that you made it that far. <laughs> that you made it through a couple yeah, fights. Lucky. Because yeah, cuz training is hard. And like I just like I said before, you're going to have shitty days in training. And there're going to be days where somebody's just got your number. So what are you going to do? You know, stop stop uh right away, first round. Just be like, "All right, I'm done. Done for the day." Like, I don't feel yeah, I don't feel that good. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the towel today. Um Perry's uh elbow knockout of Ellenberger was pretty freaking awesome too. Um he had a he had a a good first round as well. I mean they were going back and forth and uh it was just a beautiful short Right yeah. elbow. Right on the button. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's uh it's a tough one for Allenberger, man. He's he's been having a tough road. You know, here's a guy that was ranked um pretty high at one point. I think he was like top three. Um and he's uh one and four in his last five. He hasn't lost to anybody easy though. No, he, no, he's I mean, still he's still fighting a t- very tough schedule. That's the, the thing. The top guys in the division. He lost yeah. to Stephen Thompson, Jorge Masvidal, and now Mike Perry. That is, there is no shame in losing to any of those guys. No. I think I would still say that he's a hundred percent relevant in the division. And he's still a tough fight for anybody. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I just hope he can. Pull himself out of this little slump, you know. Yeah, he's got it. I feel like he gets another couple under his belt, and it just it turns around for him. Yeah, fun to watch. Or seems like a hard worker. Or just decide that he doesn't, you know. Or just make the decision, man. I don't know what else he's got going on, but make the decision. And hold this, Jake. He's only thirty-two. Or just stick with it. Well, he's look at the schedule, though. You know, you're. He's uh he's fighting old. Like there aren't there aren't any freaking I tomato mean, cans. Yeah. Yeah. On no, that no. list. <laughs> no. You know. Uh Jake Shields, Diego Sanchez, yeah. Martin Campman, Jay Huron, Nate Marquart, Rory McDonald, Robbie Lawler, Gastelum, Koscheck. Yeah, I mean he's had some Yeah. I mean that's like Murder's row. It's uh it's a hell of a schedule, man. <laughs> so it, it definitely adds up and it, it training training for those fights and it sucks that it it's like this, but I mean, if you're going to fight Robbie Lawler, you're gonna get into some brawls in the room because you you're expected to get into a brawl inside yeah. the octagon. So uh it's gonna that camp is gonna take a little more out of you. You know, so it's uh, training for training for those fights, preparing for those big fights. Um, they just take that little bit extra out of you. So, hey, everybody, Ryan's asking, how does the UFC decide on who is fighting? Um, the the matchmakers um basically have a plan. They try to match guys that are. Or fighters that are either, you know, both coming off a win, both coming off a loss type thing. 
Um, occasionally, they'll make fights where it's just, hey, the fans want to see this. Uh, there's really not much relevance in the division, but let's give it a shot. Um, it, it it depends on a lot of factors, you know, and and also now, well, I guess it always happened, but guys get kind of choosy and picky and stuff like that too. So, right. Um, how much how much protecting guys do you think goes on? Do you think that's done on the UFC's end, or maybe their camp accepting no, only certain on the fights? UFC too. Well, they, they have guys, ones that they you know they they build, build. they build guys. Um, you know, and, and it's not like you're get you're not getting cans. You know, you're either you're in fights that are going to show off or hope to show off, and there's no guarantees. That's the thing too. There's absolutely no guarantees, but um, kind of show off your skills and stuff like that. And and um, you know, if you go out and you do what you're supposed to do, well, yeah, yeah, okay, then you should get a good W. But it's uh, that's just the way that it is, you know. Um, I guess, and like, so some of the stuff that you could interpret as, oh, the UFC was protecting this guy. There's also there's a part of like bringing the guy up, yeah. right? Like, a, well, there's no Sage Northcutt shouldn't have been fighting the top two guy in the division no. anyway. Yeah. So were they protecting him, or were they giving him? intelligent matchups with where he's at in his career. There's there's really no protecting. Um because you're not going to get uh certain matchups nowadays with with the commissions and stuff like that. Like they'll turn fights down. They won't sanction fights. Two UFC level fighters and they won't sanction it. Sometimes. That's crazy. Well, look at look at some of the guys that are coming into the UFC. <laughs> you know, uh CM Punk needed to fight somebody that had less than 3 fights. And it still wasn't fair. And it still wasn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh there's absolutely no way that a commission, a legitimate commission would sanction a fight between CM Punk and somebody that had 10 fights. It shouldn't have been Sanctioned between him and Mickey. That's kind of an ex- an extreme scenario, though. But two guys who, like like Mickey. Mickey, I would think they would sanction him to fight anyone in that weight division. Well, the thing is, is but they but they wouldn't. That's crazy. To because me. you've seen Mickey train, you know. Have you gotten to train with him a little bit? I did, yeah. Yeah. It went like I did super good against him. Yeah. Yeah. I was tapping. Got him good. Yeah, yeah, I think you're the one to cut him. I tapped on his leg. I tapped yeah. <laughs> on his shoulder. Tapped him on his body a couple times. <laughs> um, like, you know him. You know what he's capable of. When it comes down to sanctioning the fights, it's really just about experience. Um, I guess and, so. They're and, only looking okay, at yeah. Like, and, and even, like, experience in, well, okay, here's a, here's a guy that was a three-time All-American wrestler. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be easier for him to get say, and to like in New Jersey. It's going to be a lot easier for a guy that's wrestled four years in college to go pro immediately. Where somebody that hasn't competed in the martial arts or you know wrestling or anything like that, yeah, you're going to start at amateur, then you're going to go 
advanced amateur, or then you're going to go pro-am, you know, like, you're going to build your way up. Um, and it's kind of like the same thing. Like, even though you could be signed to the UFC, like, the only reason James Tony was allowed to fight Granny Couture is because he was a he was a world champion boxer. James <laughs> Tony, yeah. You know, like, I mean, but he had never fought before. You're not going to get somebody that's never fought before and, and allow them to fight a former champion. Uh, that's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. I think we answered Ryan's question. We did. Yeah, I think we thoroughly. did. Thoroughly. Thoroughly. There you go, Ryan. You're welcome. Um, where are the where are the turkeys at, Ryan? Where are the turkeys at? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Pat one. It's my yeah. mission. My well, you mission know what? I I would <coughs> like to go out with the guy that won the knock and Tom's felt. Yeah, <laughs> that's who I would like to get a turkey. Yeah, with. not the you guy should. who. You know, he's gonna steal place. it from you though. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll steal it from you like he stole my pig. Uh, <laughs> I I am technically the uncrowned. You gotta Nakatons give us. You gotta give us some background champion. where you are yeah. this weekend. Uh, yeah. So last last week I went to Iowa um, for a, a a turkey hunting competition. Um, there were a couple of us hunting, and um, you know, it was Dudley, um, Chad Mendez was out there, uh, Torsten Luth, who's with. Uh, Excuse me, <coughs> Atlantic Records. Um, ben O'Brien from Yeti Coolers. So we we went out and we were we were turkey hunting and a couple properties around and, and uh, we we're having a conversation <coughs> of it and um, it it was one of those things that we we probably should have been tagged out pretty quickly, but uh, turkeys being turkeys, uh, I hunted until. We had like four days, so I hunted until Wednesday afternoon. Um, spent ten hours in the blind that day. Uh, you know, you s- you were able to sit still in the blind for ten hours. Smartphones are amazing. That's, that is not easy. <laughs> the blind is is nice. I mean, you you still because turkeys are freaking amazing. Uh, if they could smell, they you wouldn't be able to hunt them. Uh, like if you had to actually work the wind on a turkey, it'd be. It'd be impossible to shoot them. You know, they've got really good hearing. Their eyesight's amazing. Um, that's one of the things that happened to us. The, the first morning we had these two two toms come in, and the one was the one was the winner. Uh, and the guy that I hunted with, Adam, he ended up shooting it, uh, like, the day after we left or something like that. Um, and it would have won the tournament. But... Uh, they came in and they they cut around the side of the blind and we were in one of the 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 redneck bale blinds and like just I I wasn't wearing black I was wearing camouflage inside the blind which is stupid because hmm. um, I was like ah oh, you know I I I don't know I think we're gonna be hunting from the blinds well I forgot to bring my black sweatshirt um but then it's like guys go you know blackout bow gloves sweatshirt face mask everything um. That's and, a that's a commitment to getting yeah. in your blind. If you change your bow, yeah, to match your yeah. blind, um, and like they they came around and they were only like a few feet from the blind and it was just like boom, these turkey eyes like right right in the blind. It's like oh shit, <laughs> and uh, they just 
peeked at the decoys and, and they were gone. Um, it was tough. It was tough hunting because they weren't they weren't breaking from the hens. Uh, you know, you'd get them to respond, but uh, they really weren't coming in hard to any of the decoys we put out. It's funny you say that because Ryan just wrote in that he's having a tough time here in Jersey right now. The toms are with the hens. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll bag those hens and look for other hens as yeah. toms usually do. Yeah. But uh, we're being very faithful right now, which is yeah. the issue. It is. They need to slut it up. So it is, and that's them. why. And that's why we hung out in the blind because they were moving. Um, you know, it, I know there are certain states where you can't hunt past noon uh, for turkeys, but um, in Iowa you could. So we decided to just sit, sit it out, and um, we didn't see birds and have birds in front of us. I think. I think when Chad got his, he got his pretty early. He got his is like at like eight, um, which was really early compared to everybody else. Everybody else that that got one got it around uh, lunchtime. Um, you know, we had those those ones the first day. It was like ten thirty. Um, I think when Torsten and Dud shot theirs, it was like eleven, or maybe Torsten shot as eleven. Dud was at like one. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was definitely not like go out, see the sunrise, hang around for like two hours, and come back out. You know, I mean, we were sitting, and uh, it was. It was. It was pretty cool because we got to eat some really good food. Uh, everybody that came out was a good cook, and um, had some fantastic smoked turkey breast. Brian for twenty four hours. And then and it smoked. It was delicious. My mouth's watering just thinking about it. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting hungry right now. <laughs> um, we uh we picked some morel mushrooms as well, which was you know it's cool to to go around and and apparently they they we have them here in Jersey. Are they super delicious? I'm not a mushroom fan, but I could eat morels. Um, you know, they taste like a mushroom, but, uh, there's just something about like, yeah, we're picking these alongside a stream, you know, there's just something different. It's like growing vegetables in the garden. To me, like, it would, it would feel kind of dangerous because there are some wild mushrooms that will yeah. kill you. Well, dead. even, even morels, morels raw, they're poisonous. Really? You have to cook them. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They, the, the way that I described it is they look like a penis shaped sack. I think that's pretty damn <laughs> pretty, yeah. accurate. Yeah. So I think like, think like <laughs> wrinkly and like, you know. You should be a science teacher. Yeah, I should. Well, I, I'm a I'm a mushroom describer. That's what I. You are. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they they liked you know it's a mushroom so like shade and stuff like that so we we're uh, and and kind of wet you know moist ground so. We were uh, working the stream uh, on the property and um, spent a couple hours and we caught, caught, uh, picked, um, I think like three pounds, just under three pounds between a couple of us. And now, do you have to be careful? Because I know some species of mushrooms look very close to one yeah. that, that's poisonous there, no matter what. There is a there is a, a false morel, as they call it, um, but they're like. They're a little bit different. 
like they don't look an, enough like a, a morel that I mean you have to excuse me you'd have to make a a pretty bad mistake. Um, I'm on that. It just seems like too much pressure. It's I, not that hard. I don't want to die from eating a mushroom. Yeah, no, it's not that hard. Um, like morels, they actually have like indentations. Like so, like they've got this. They're the the head of the mushroom. <laughs> the mushroom head as it as it curls up. <laughs> if you're listening, if you're not watching, I'm I'm making a curling motion, uh, like a mushroom head. <laughs> um, it's actually got like indentations, where the false one it really doesn't. Like they're slight like little bumps. Um, the false ones are kind of like a reddish color, where morels are like a tannish brown, and then the false ones are solid. So when you cut them, they're completely solid stem mm. running up through where morel was completely hollow. So that's like that's the the major tell is when you cut them because they're hollow. So you want to cut them and soak them so that all the bugs come out because uh, the bugs like to live in there. Mm. Um, so you soak them in a little salt water bath, and and uh, if you cut one open and it's and it's solid through the center, then throw that one out away and and uh, and do not eat. But um, yeah, they're they're pretty good, and that was my first time, you know, picking them. Um, but uh, out there, I think it was uh, hemlocks. They were around a lot. Um, so since we don't have too many up where we are, Ryan says they're all over. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get out. Are they still up, Ryan? I would trust. Got a very I would short trust one that Ryan handed me. Yeah. But I don't know if I would trust myself. I'm trying, I'm trying to, to think identify of, it in the woods. Yeah, <coughs> I'm trying to think of the the places that I frequent, like if there's a decent area. Have you ever eaten them? Yeah. Have you ever found them in New Jersey? Oh yeah. They're like they're, they're expensive. Yeah. But yeah, my grandmother used to go pick them all the yeah. time. Hmm. Hey, Matt wants to know if you ever take the kids hunting with you. Um, I've never really taking them like hunting hunting with me because my kids are very loud <laughs> when uh when Wyatt was i think he was like two um well you took him pheasant hunting oh yeah well we took him pheasant hunting that's true forgot about that um and they said the pop pop missed yeah well i did daddy got shot the <laughs> bird uh so yeah it's brought about um i'm still trying to convince them i got a i got a blind i i, I just got it just put put it out yesterday um, that we're going to try to do some turkey hunting out of. And it'll actually be a decent spot for some deer. So I think keeping them inside that will be a lot easier because I, don't, I didn't really want to admit this, but the day that I shot the turkey, it was wet and raining and cold. Well, not cold, but like 50 degrees. And uh, I didn't have like super warm thermals. So we brought a buddy heater into the blind <laughs> and it was nice. I respect that. Because yeah. why, why would you be uncomfortable if you don't have to? Yeah, be? we didn't have to be. It was sitting right outside. Yep. You know? And I'm like, Psh. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> Adam's like, you want to bring that buddy here? I was like, yeah, let's do it. You're damn right, I yep. do. Took a nap, you know? One guy stayed awake. Other guy took a nap. I could get behind that. Mm-hmm. I was actually was sitting I was sitting in the blind, and I'm like, dude, I need one of these freaking things. <laughs> so I went and I ordered it while I was sitting in the one. From the blind. From the blind. Uh Sir, what model would you like? Hold on a second. Where do you put your what? tags? Yeah. I'm in it right now. I'm in it right now. Uh, I will say, though, that UPS 
freaking destroyed the box. Like I was going to post it and give him shit, but I wanted to make sure how many bolts that it ended up losing. I think I lost a couple. The problem, too, is like like that guy is busting his ass. Well, it wasn't just one. Like it was, yeah, it's it was the down the line. The somebody, line, yeah. yeah, somebody did something to the box where it got weak, and then just through the process, like <laughs> I come, I pulled into my driveway, and there's really just this like it. It looked like a piece of trash. Like it looked like an open cardboard box, <laughs> and it was an open cardboard box with my bail blind in it. Um, it's you know it's not the worst thing that I've ever gotten in the mail though. Like I had a my my drill press uh, ship freight a few years ago, and that thing was like in pieces when it came. There's like styrofoam everywhere. <laughs> like they yeah they just took like packing tape and like wrapped it up. There was like didn't come with an instruction booklet or anything like that. Or, like you know, so I just slapped the thing together. Using my mind. <laughs> never never did work right. Never did work right. <laughs> <laughs> the belt rubs. And <laughs> um, I, I used to work at FedEx, and when I ship packages, I insulate and tape the shit out of them uh-huh. because the lack of care yeah. that people have for your box, you have no idea. Mm. I guarantee that nothing has ever been shipped that has not been thrown at least five feet mm. into an aluminum container. Yeah. And that's if you're lucky. That's yeah. if the guy was on that night. We had people overhand throwing shit, stepping on shit. <laughs> it's a circus out there. Yeah. I get yeah, it. Yeah, well. The dark side of shipping. The dark side of shipping. There's a dark side to everything, though. Uh, I guarantee you that the, re- the your favorite restaurant, some of your food has hit the floor and ended up on your plate. I guarantee that I have dropped food on the floor and still eaten it, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know? Uh, I respect that move. Things happen. Things happen in the real world. We just we just like to pretend that they don't happen. Speaking of things that happen, like I was pretty clear. Um, you posted a picture of that sausage, yeah, burger with the egg on it. Uh-huh. That I I wanted one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I made freaking uh, wraps today. I didn't when I, when do you think they'll be available? When do I think? You'll, you, you'll have to come over. Can you get us into like the whole thing that was on there? Because it looked amazing. Alright. I'm getting hungry now too. Um, and how long do you think it would take to whip up? Not that long. Um, so I, I did some I did some smoke burgers on the on the Traeger. Um, and there's there's a side of me that is unsatisfied because they're cooked well done. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out how I can, how I can get the smoke and still not cook them that well. Cause I'm a medium rare guy. Um, but they're still delicious. Like that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't really matter. Can you crank up the smoke on it? Well, you can like, you put them, like I put them on smoke and the, the way the recipe, um, but that's one of the cool things about that is because like. You're cooking on something that's different. So, like, Traeger has a very uh, in-depth, like, recipe, uh, like, catalog on their website and stuff like that. And, like, uh, actually, they came out with a new app. Um, but uh, the recipe that I was using was you put them on the smoke feature, which is it's just creating smoke. So the temperature is, like, it goes between 
you know, 110, and then sometimes it'd get up to like 160, and then it'd go back down. And you're really just kind of like really slowly smoking them. Um, so you could do it like that and just have a thermometer in them. Right. But I just threw them on there, and, and, and I ended up turning it up a little bit uh, a little bit later um, just to make sure that, you know, we were, we were cooked through and stuff like that. But um, So I did some smoke patties, you know, just seasoned up, and, and uh, I, ha- I think I had them on for like an hour and a half, something like that. I threw some, uh, I got some of the Johnsonville, the grilling patties, whatever the hell they are. Say it again. Yeah, the Johnsonville. <laughs> uh, the bacon cheese sausage patty. Yes. Um, so I smoked those two, and those on the smoker were fucking awesome. <laughs> like, Now, did you combine those two yes. pieces of goodness into yeah. one sandwich? So, so I took those, and I... Who taught you that? You did, you did. We used to do the we, we used to, to do, do the Italian other. sausage though, but Italian sausage the Italian burger, the Italian sausage on <laughs> yes. the burger sounds so damn good. Was it was good, but it was never like like the Johnsonville's. Like that goes with the burger a little bit better. What in my sausage? opinion, it's not Italian sausage. It's no country sausage. Yeah. Um. So it was like yeah, cheeseburger, sausage patty, sausage patty <laughs> with cheese on it. Um, bacon, uh, avocado, and an egg, and then a fried egg. I guess it's and beautiful. Then, yeah, and then the trick is is like a this is another one coming from from him a sandwich size, Thomas Thomas's English muffin. Hmm. Like it makes. I like, was wondering what the bun was. The it best. Did not look. Standard. Yeah, no, it's, it's not muffin. English muffin. An English muffin, but the huh. tr- the trick with the you have to use mayonnaise on. On both to to protect it from getting soggy, right? Because it's not thick. So the mayonnaise forms like a protective it cr- barrier. It creates a barrier and yes. is delicious. So I use I use huh. I use mayonnaise and and a little barbecue sauce on the top and bottom, and that and like God, holy I want fuck. it so bad. I ate it so fast. <laughs> <laughs> like I like took a picture of it, like put my phone down, and I'm notorious. I don't put sandwiches down. <laughs> Because then they start to fall apart. You yeah, gotta go like once I, you got it. As soon as it gets picked up, I will not put it down. Like I might put down like the last bite, but I don't. If it's more than that, I will not put it. Particularly a burger, because yeah, yeah it'll just go and no fall good. to shit. And then where are you? So I think I ate that thing in like three minutes. Like just just went to town. My wife's like, "You are." That's impressive. She's like, "I'm embarrassed." How <laughs> many of those do you think you could eat? Uh, probably only two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would it would be a struggle. Like it was it was really good. It was a I made pretty decent sized burgers. Yeah, it looked like a commitment. Um, but uh it was it was right up there. Like that's one of those things like I th- in my opinion because I make my burgers to my taste. Nobody makes a better burger than me. Like I've never had a burger at a burger joint or that my father or my brother or anybody have made that I like more than my burgers because it's just one of those things that I started making them and I don't make them unless I know that I have everything that I like on a burger it's smart you know you can't have like sometimes it's like oh yeah well okay we you you know you go over well you don't have Barbecue sauce? Like, how am I supposed? To? That's that's part of my burger. Get this shit away that's from me. That's my part of my burger. Yeah, you like barbecue. You know, sauce on your burger, like, right? 
The best burger I've ever eaten was uh, at it was a restaurant in Newton. They're not there anymore. It was JC's Grill House, mm-hmm. and they had the JC Burger, and it was fucking great. Yeah, I don't even know what was on it. Some stuff. Yeah, it was delicious. But I'd be willing to try your burger. All right. See if it could be the best. It, it's it's one of those things that like, like I told you, I I've molded the way that I make burgers. It's not around pleasing a lot of people. It's around pleasing myself. <laughs> It seems like there might be some crossover for me. There though. will be. There yeah. some things I liked in that. Yeah. My, you know, my kids like them. My kids, they actually like the sausage patties a lot. Um, and then every time I make burgers, since I put an egg on top of mine, they just eat the egg separately. Egg on a burger is the best thing. It going. is the best. Just adds to the sauce. It's but good for you. It's good for Super you. Super healthy. Yeah. Well played. It is well played. Um, Ryan wants to know the measure measurements of, of my bird. Uh, bird was twenty-two and a half pounds. Um, like a nine-inch beard, and then we didn't really even measure the spurs because I knew I didn't come in first. But uh, they were over an inch, uh, a little bit over an inch. It was a it was a decent sized bird. The one that, the big one that came in the first day had like a freaking broom out front. It it might not have been longer, but it was just like, like the one that I shot had a pretty spindly beard. So this other one had more girth to its beard. It did have more girth to its beard. Hmm. Yeah, I shot at a bearded hen. <laughs> it was an extra five points, uh, but uh, <laughs> the the benefits of having a a fucked up neck. Uh, <coughs> sit, sitting in the blind the one night, and the the birds kept coming in. We had we had f- a bunch of hens come in, and then we had a group of five jakes come in. And I think I shared the one video of the jake humping the plastic, um, and he was going at it for a while. And then like they kind of left, and I don't know if it was they joined up with another three jakes, but we had a group of eight jakes come in. Um. And then a couple more hens were were coming in because we were pretty close to their roosting tree, and uh, turkeys are funny that way. They like they like roosting trees, mm-hmm. like the same. They they generations they'll go to the same tree, mm-hmm. um, the biggest, gnarliest, oldest tree. Like that's pretty much it. Um, but uh, the the bearded hen comes in and like I I'd seen enough birds and not been able to shoot them. That I, I started getting angry, so I was like, I'm shooting this bearded hen. And, uh, like, she she came up, and I was only shooting. We were in the, the uh, I don't know what they're made out of, the, the other redneck blinds, the, the PVC or whatever. Um, so, like, they've got the long, narrow windows, and then they've got, like, a horizontal rectangular window. So I was shooting out of the the, the narrow one because um, so, there's less chance of bearing an arrow into the <laughs> – into the blind itself. Into the blind. So I only she was walking across and I only had, you know, a little bit of a shot. Well she was like ten feet from the blind. So we were six feet up and like I'm like, I'm shooting her and I go to draw and I couldn't get my bow back from being being torqued up and turning to my left the whole freaking afternoon. Like my shoulders and neck were so tight. I go to pull it back and it's just like 
<laughs> and just had to power through it. And like I get to draw and she's like walking by and I'm I'm like shaking. Like I just got to draw it and it's like and she's just going out of the window. It's like tink over top of her. Fuck. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Shit. So Dudley actually talked about, about that on one of his podcasts. They were talking about draw weight and he said that you know, if you you can pull it back in your backyard when everything's right and mm. you feel good, but, you know, be crammed up all day and yeah. then try and pull it back. Is Particularly it. when it's cold. Like, it wasn't, you know, it was nice. It was warm. It was it was just from being looking like this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of torqued up. And pulling the 70-pounder is, is pretty easy for me. Like, having, you know, having some... some nagging things here and there every now and then it hurts my hand my draw hand but like when it comes to the the shoulder strength and stuff like that it's usually pretty easy um but it was just i was just locked up (laughs) and it kicked my ass (laughs) (laughs) who were you in the blind with uh james studs uh what was he giving you shit he was like dude (laughs) he's like i saw you struggling (laughs) You want to borrow my bow? Yeah. You all right? You need you need the little lady little lady's bow, the uh the little cub, little scout, the scout, something like that. I think there's a I think there's something else at the at the ranch there. Uh So you have a pretty fucking awesome trip coming up that I'm yeah. super jealous about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't uh so if I see a picture of you eating that burger with a wolf and a bear <laughs> in Saskatchewan, don't don't bother calling me. All right, you can call me. I'll call you. you. Still call me. We'll Facetime. Yeah, if we can Facetime, we'll FaceTime. while you're doing it, yeah, yeah. rub one out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to uh, to British Columbia, uh, which is it's exciting because I like to put more pressure on myself when I do these types of things. So I decided that, hey, you know what? Uh, my passport expired. Let's just wait. <laughs> so now I have to go into the city to to uh, to re-up my passport like three days before I leave for British Columbia, which is exciting. It's an exciting thing to have to do. You shouldn't even need a passport for British Columbia. You used to not need one. It's ridiculous. For like yeah. Columbia, I get it, but yeah. British Columbia? Yeah, you used to not. All you needed was a driver's license to go in and out of Canada for a long time. And then... Things happened. And that's just the way that it goes. Um But yeah, so it'll it'll be it'll be fun because I get to fly out to San Francisco at like a ten forty flight or something like that. Fly to San Francisco and then I have like a four and a half hour layover in San Francisco in the middle of the morning. Like and then I fly from San Fran to uh Vancouver, BC at like six or something like that, five forty five. So I've got like this nice little time to spend in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Get in some, the airport. Get some food, hang out. Yeah. Try not to fall asleep. Contemplate the awesome hunting you're about to do. Yeah. And then uh and then I get to go on a spring bear hunt with the with the potential of uh Defending myself against a wolf. Let's just say that. Why do you, you think that that 
people who do not like hunting would give you more shit for shooting a wolf. Oh uh, yeah, a deer. yeah, oh yeah. Really? Because I yeah. would. I look at wolves like yeah. those things will eat your kids. Yeah. You should be happy that somebody's shooting them. Yeah. But Why? no. What's that? Why? I just told you they would eat your kids. They eat your kids. Are you yeah. paying attention to the podcast? A lot sooner, a lot sooner <laughs> yeah, than the bear would. But they're in the friggin' <laughs> woods. What the hell's your kid doing walking around in friggin' British Columbia? Uh, well, maybe With he a lives dirty in British diaper Columbia. On, so a wolf will come up I, and eat him. A dirty diaper. A dirty diaper. <laughs> Why doesn't he have a dirty diaper on? <laughs> That'll attract him. Listen, Dud got attacked by wolves, dude. And, like, it was like, he thought I was crazy because I was like, that is fucking awesome. <laughs> and, like, the look I got was like, dude, it was not awesome. I was like, well, you survived, didn't you? <laughs> uh, he was hunting elk, and I can't remember exactly where it was. Um, it was either in, uh, like, Montana or it was up in Canada. And they were basically down in this, like, little uh, gully, this little pit, like, kill pit, basically. And they had a pack of wolves coming on them. Um, and they were they were charging and coming through. And they ended up having to shoot a couple of them. Yeah. Um, I think they, they ended up shooting three um, as they were, like, coming in. You know, he got one with his bow, and the guy got two with his with his gun that he had as, as uh, like, bear defense and, I guess, wolf defense. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, one of the more intense intense stories that I've ever heard. Um, so, will your plan to be to actually go after and, you know, actively hunt wolves, or just if you, you see one? No, or? yeah, it's probably not like that. It's, it's, it's probably going to be more like... Um, if if there's a close encounter type thing, uh, I don't know though. I'm, this is the first time I've ever like gone on one of these like you know I don't know far away place type hunts. It's a real deal. It is, is a real a, deal. This is yeah. a real deal. Yeah, like man going, trip. Yeah. going to like Oklahoma was cool. Going to Iowa was cool. Like. This is wilderness. This is wilderness. You're going to have more hair on your chest when you get back. I probably am. Significantly yeah. more. I hope I don't get any more on my butt. <laughs> what What is getting to base camp like? Like, Do you do you have to take a, a tiny plane? Do you have to hike in? We're, dri- in? <laughs> we're driving. So we are uh, flying into um, Vancouver. And then there's a group of us. Um, I don't know how many other... I think at least one other guy uh, is flying into Vancouver, and then uh, then we get a nice like six hour drive. So that's when I'm gonna catch up on my sleep. Yeah, but that'll feel good. Yeah. Uh, Crammed in a in a car with Dud and BRBs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's 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 pretty pretty sweet. So we may do the podcast next Thursday. Yeah. Instead of Friday. Yeah. And uh, you'll send us some updates from the bush. If I have service, we might not even have service. Hmm. I've got that global stuff, but we'll see where we are and what global stuff on like the tree. Like the Verizon, like global plan. So I get, I get, <laughs> it's not global. It's I get <laughs> Canada and Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> that sounds that's global. What they, to yeah, me. that's what it, it's global enough. Um. <laughs> but uh yeah we'll try to do Thursday and uh I think we'll have to see about the following the following one too 
And then uh, on Thursday, Thursday's going to be uh, a pretty pretty busy one because that's when uh, Gus Conjemi, got it right for you, Gus, is coming down. And we're going to do a turkey hunt. So I get to hunt turkey with Gus. And I think we're doing some shad fishing on Thursday. In the same day. And then then we're going to podcast. And then I'm leaving the following night for British Columbia. So pretty fired up. It's awesome. It's pretty sweet. It's a lot of man hunting, fishing compressed into mm-hmm. a short amount of time it is it's pretty that's the dream <laughs> <laughs> i hope i don't fuck it up <laughs> <laughs> i want some bear sausage so don't fuck it yeah, up. yeah please I, you gotta like import them now so they make it a pain in the ass but so you might not have bear no sausage? i'm gonna do whatever i can do here all right maybe we can make like a bear sausage burger mm-hmm. i would some, own my experiment with that wolf Links. I would eat those too. Like that, yeah. Even if they fell on the floor. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. See we'll he's he's next year. Look look, he's belly shirt. I'm belly shirt. He's belly shirt yeah. over here. And he's like Couch. and he's Daisy Dukin. Daisy Take Duke a belly <laughs> shirt and <laughs> tackling it from both ends. <laughs> what was that? What were you saying? They said I'll have to give them bear sausage next year when I shoot a bear. You know, I cleaned out my freezer and there's still some bear sausage in there. Is there? Yeah, and there's a couple pieces, a couple slabs of bacon, too. I'll have to give them to you. I thought I was going to have to do bacon. You always have to do bacon, right? New clammy 2.0's got to do some bacon. Yeah, he does. Canadian bacon. God, I would really enjoy that. That (sighs) was the best bacon I have ever eaten in my life. Mm Was it the maple one? Probably, yeah, I don't know. Brown sugar, maple, maple one? Brown sugar. Jesus. There was a honey mustard. There was a Simon and Garfunkel. I don't remember that one. There wasn't a honey mustard. Wasn't there? No. No, I think w- we did three. Yeah. We did... Cinnamon, brown sugar. No, not cinnamon. Maple. Maple, brown sugar. Maple, brown sugar. We did... Simon and Garfunkel. So yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. And then I thought we were like a What sp- is Simon sweet? and Garfunkel? That is it not a flavor. Parsley, yeah, rosemary, sage, and thyme. Ah, okay. understood now. <laughs> it all makes sense. Yep. <laughs> um, so it makes sense now. Yes, yeah. I'm on board. 100%. Um, yeah, I thought we only did three. I don't know. But yeah, there were a couple pieces left. I thought there was a mustard one, no? Maybe. No, I don't think we did. I will say that we need to intensify... The maple, if we make it again. I thought the maple was fantastic. Like, you get that dark. We didn't have dark maple. No. So you got to get the. Yeah. We could even just be dudes about it and cook some maple syrup down a little bit more. Extract it. Use some science. My uncle's chemistry. got a, a maple tree farm. We can make That's this happen. Sweet. I've got a maple tree. I've got a sugar maple tree. Let's tap Let's that tap bitch. It. Let's tap it. We're going to go tap that. Maybe tap the crotch. Yeah. <coughs> um, so on that note. <laughs> so I got to go see Ralphie and get pork bellies. Yes. Pork bellies, yeah. That'd be great. Get another mm-hmm. box of pork bellies. Mm-hmm. And shoot a bear. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Hands On Podcast. Check us next time.
Thanks for tuning in. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the Hands-On Podcast. You can catch us just about every Friday night on Facebook Live. Thanks. Have a good night.